Sarikap and welcome to another Thailand Tuesday here on the Funkin' Pod. It's Tuesday, I'm in Thailand, you know what this means. We talk about all things Thailand and last week I went on a bit of a rampage, on a rant uh, in regards to Visa and 90 Days Report and so on. So just very, very quickly, um, the resolution to all of this, so I had to go to the immigration office that deals with the 90 Days um, Report three times this past week. Every time it took me like three, four, five hours for the overall trip to go to. So I spent like 15 hours just going to that Visa 90 Days TM30 office insanity. I spent like, I don't know, 500 baht each day to just go back and forth, I believe. So I spent like a 1500 baht just going back and forth. And of course, I also had to pay fines. And the funny, so here's the funny thing, right? So I went on the last day of the deadline for the 90 days report. So I went there. Then they told me, hmm, okay, you moved. I, I tell them my new address, right? They're like, hey, you moved. I'm like, yeah, I tell you my address. Here it is. Then they said, huh, but where's that that form that your landlord fills out and signs? The T, it's called TM30. Last year, they, were, they said they don't want this anymore. Apparently, you still need it. Hmm. I said, well, I thought... If the landlord has to do it, they probably did it online because there's an online form, uh, an online, I don't know, form port uh, portal or whatever, right? And they said, yeah, but you need to have the paper. What is what I mentioned last week? I, said, I don't have a paper. If they do it online, I don't have the paper. Anyway, so I couldn't do my 90 days report on that day, so they sent me away, and I had to get this this uh, TM30 fixed from my landlord. The day after this. It's a public holiday, so I couldn't go there. So then the day after the public holiday, I went there again with the TM30 form signed by my landlord. Then they told me, hey, uh, you need like an ID, a copy of your ID card from the landlord signed. Doesn't say anything about this on the actual paper. Right? So on, on the actual document, it does not say you need to have an ID card from, from, your, from your landlord. It doesn't say you have to hand in um, a copy of your, of your lease or whatever. That's what they then they have like an extra paper that's only at the office there. They gave it to me like, hey, so here's a paper that tells you what else you need. I'm like, so I came here all the way. I made an appointment this time, by the way, online appointment. I mentioned last week. And now they tell me I have to go back again. They're like, yeah. Because <laughs> then I had to get a copy of the ID card from the landlord signed. I had to get like the lease agreement and then like a copy of basically all my passport pages uh, also signed. Okay, so I did this. Then I went there on Friday again. So the third day that past week that I went there, I think it was Friday. It's all a blur now. So I went there on the third day. Uh, then I took the queue for the TM31. So I have to do the, the TM30, the, the address registration first, and then you can do the 90 days report, right? So, okay, I did the TM31. I had everything there this time. Like, yeah, cool. But um, you, need to, you, need to do, um, you need to pay a fine. 800 baht not the world but still i mean it's 800 baht right i'm like but it's the landlord's fault I'm like yes it is but you're here so you pay it <laughs> so i had to pay for this thing that no that apparently my landlord didn't even know that they had to do it so it's also my fault so every time you change address uh, you move somewhere else tell your landlord you need to team 30 because otherwise it comes back to you because i had to pay 800 baht there then I don't have cash because of the pandemic. I pay everything with my app, with my phone, right? So I'm like, hey, can I just scan a QR code or something or transfer it? 
no. I'm not, uh, what we're in a governmental office. Like there's no government account that I can transfer it to. No, you need cash. Okay, where's the next ATM? Here is no ATM. <laughs> but okay, you can go downstairs as a copy shop. At the copy shop, you transfer the money, they give you money. Like, okay, cool. I went down to the copy shop. I see like 10 people queuing there. I'm like, oh, why, why isn't nothing moving? The copy shop said um, break time from 12 to 1 p.m., just like the office, right? I was there at 1.45 p.m., so 45 minutes after the break time. Still closed. The door, like the window still closed. There's staff sitting behind the closed window just eating some soup or whatever, just looking at us, just eating. Everyone was like, hey, it's it's time. And another staff uh, from the inside uh, hits the window, points at the break sign. And everyone was like, yeah, but it's five minutes after break time. Like, can you maybe open? So everyone was really pissed already. A long queue there. Then they opened the window and I'm like, hey, how's it going? So they have... Um, they told me I can transfer mine to you and you give me the cash so I can pay my fine. And then she, of course, she says, no, I don't have money. No have money. Even though I can see there is a shit lot of money in, 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 in their cashier's box or whatever. She's like, no, just because she wants to be an, sorry, a-hole in this case, right? Of course. So what I do, I then went outside, grabbed a motorcycle taxi, took a motorcycle taxi to the next ATM and back. It's like 60 baht, so not, not the road, but just took another... 10, 15 minutes or something. So I came back, uh, then went up, waited for a second until there was an opening with my officer that I went to before, and then I squeezed in, paid the fine, had to wait in for another 15 minutes until the fine was processed with another officer. Then I got my change back, and then I could queue again for the 90 days report. I had a 90 days report online appointment, but because to find everything, it took so long, so this appointment was gone already. So then I went out again, had to queue for 90 days again, came in again, didn't have luck with the officer that I that, that I got because then I had to sit down. It was like, I can already see in her, in, her, in her eyes, she was not happy on that day to beat her. The officer on the next counter was like all smiles, was like, I, I could overhear it with, like, with a foreigner. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry, I'm late. I totally misjudged the time or whatever. I, I totally forgot about the 90 days. I'm so sorry. And she's like, oh, it's no problem. It's the first time you're late. Uh, uh, no problem. But next time you, you will pay the fine. But today, it's all good. Just don't be late anymore. Like, oh, she's so nice. My officer is <laughs> not nice. She's like, you're late. I'm like, but there's a stamp from when I, when you checked it. It's the same officer who checked the documents. Like on the first time I went to the office, I'm like, hey, there's a stamp. You put the stamp on there, like May 25th or whatever. So you can see I came on time. It's just because of the TM30 that I had to go again. She's like, no, you're late. I'm like, but there's a stamp. You're late. You paid 2,000 baht fine. <laughs> what? You sent me back. Then it was a public holiday. <laughs> but okay, I mean, I know it. it it doesn't help to argue with like government officials because they just do whatever they want, of course, and then they just put something in your passport and then uh, some come like, okay, sure, I pay 2,000 baht, fine, you're 2,000 baht. And then I had to wait again until it was processed again. And then I got my passport back and um, yeah, okay, now it's all done. She put a big fat red stamp in the passport that says um, 90 days report, pay 2,000 baht late or whatever, whatever, late fee or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, now it's done. Uh, I hope next time I can do it online, hopefully, um, now that the address is all right. So fingers crossed, prayers prayers up. Um, but oh my God, Thailand, what's happening? It used to be way, last year was all way smoother, way happier, way friendlier, but now... Mm. 
All right, but let's stop with like all the anger and the madness. Let's move on to what I want to talk about today, which is celebrations. Today I'm recording this. It's my birthday. So do me a favor, birthday gift, birthday present from you. Subscribe, <laughs> Thank, share. Thank you very much. Um, and this led me to the topic of celebrations, birthday celebrations, but other celebrations as well here in Thailand. Um, ever since moving here, I realized that celebrations are really important. And not just like for yourself, but also for you know, how you portray. Like celebrations are always like, big it's always like for the gram right so if i look at like my friends students whatever i, I see on social media it's always like those big like it's on like balloons and like i know big events and so on it's like you're living on a tv show here but it's not only for birthdays it's also for valentine's day what whatever you said chinese new year whatever celebrating it's always like big huge bam and it needs to look awesome on social media for, for others. You have to show off to others so that they say, hey, it's your birthday and your friends are thinking about you and hey, they planned all those things. Oh my God, that's so awesome. Same for Valentine's Day, Chinese New Year, for everything that you're celebrating, your New Year, whatnot. And I was like, bam, big, yeah, who showing off. This is not my style, so I'm, I'm like not used to that. Um, I mean, now I understand it after years here, but like it, it wasn't my style, and it still is not. And also when it comes to presents, right? So what I'm used to, but maybe it's like just a personal thing, of course. But what I'm used to is you, you, you gift people, especially your close friends, family, and so on. You give them something from the heart. I know that sounds cheesy, but you think about, hey, what could they use right now, or. Um, Something that 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 fits their personality it doesn't need to be useful per se. Actually, mostly it's not something you would use every day. It's something that makes you happy. Like you try to find something that makes the other person happy, not something that they really need. I'm not, you're not gonna give a vacuum cleaner or something that cliche male gift to a, to a woman, right? You wouldn't do things like this, of course. You would find something that really makes them happy. That doesn't necessarily need to be something expensive. Should a cliche diamond rings no you would really find something that you hey i know you i know your personality i know i know your character i know what you like i'm gonna get you something that you're not gonna get for yourself but i know it's gonna make you happy and it takes lots of time lots of thinking lots of figuring out and that's the part of that plays into the value of the gift that you receive and if you receive a gift like this you're like hey that's so awesome you know me you thought about me oh my god that's so cool Right here, it's not always the case. Here's more like the monetary value that that also matters. Like, hey, look, I got this big, huge, very expensive gift, or things like this. Or I give you something that you actually, I mean, get give you and get you a new phone, and that's a cool present too, of course, like a computer, whatever, an iPad, and so on. That's cool, but it's just not that personal, right? So that's a big, big difference here. Maybe it's just on a personal level, but I also saw it on my, my circle of friends and so on. This is a thing that happens very frequently. I just, this morning I talked with a friend of mine um, and he said like, yeah, with his Thai wife, it's, it's a similar thing. So it's more like monetary value. And it's not, I'm not judgmental. I'm not judging um, because, I mean, you can say you, you may be too, too stingy to buy yourself a new phone. That's why I'm going to get it for you. I know your your old phone it's terrible. It's not working well anymore. So I'm going to get you a new one. Yeah, so that, of course, it's also very nice. But 
it's just on a it's on a different level. Yeah? So no judgment here. It's just on a, on a different level that sometimes needs to get used to a little bit. But again, the more biggest difference I believe for me is like on in the way celebrations are being held. Like if you go to a restaurant and then yeah, then you call before and you tell them, hey, it's his birthday or her birthday, and then they're gonna come out with like a surprise cake and they're gonna sing happy birthday and then like lots of photos and cameras there and like everyone's taking videos and posting on social media and so on like in a big restaurant fancy restaurant very expensive restaurant of course um so it's like all more like this the showing off thing and i do understand that and again not trying to judge here it's like you share with everyone like hey look that's me right now it's my day i want you to all to participate and so on um i'm going to spend time with all my friends and so on, and the like which is also cool of course but it's just for me i'm not necessarily used to this it's more like birthdays or celebrations like this i'm more like you know, a family thing or like close friends thing but not like this huge like hey woo, let's go out and be all crazy uh but again no judgmental and no 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 judgment here and Quite frankly, sometimes it's a bit nice. I'm a very, very introvert usually, but sometimes it's nice to go a little bit overboard to like really dress up, go to like a super mega fancy restaurant, have just the fanciest menu that you can afford <laughs> and then just like live it, live it up for like a night or something. It's cool. Yeah. Um, again, no judgment here. It's just, I think it's a little bit different to how we handle it. Or how I used to handle it, at least back home. Maybe that changed by now. Let me know if you're if you're from Europe. Um, let me know if it's like different now. Maybe it's just a generational thing. And I'm getting old. Oh God. <laughs> um, but yeah, please let me know. Also, uh, speaking of which, getting old, right? So if I tell people how old I am, and no, I'm not going to tell you. If I tell people how old I am, they look at me like, "What? You look like this? Um, what's wrong with you?" Hey, they say, "You look young." Oh, thank you very much. But. Um, <laughs> It's like, you look like this, like, aren't you supposed to, I don't know, wear like dress shirt or whatever, like something more appropriate for your age and you sit at home and maybe read the newspaper or something. Why are you going out doing Thai boxing and getting tattoos and stuff like this, right? Um, and I think that's also a cultural thing. I think, you know, yeah, we have it also back home, but like, hey, at a certain age, you should behave that way. But I think in general, like society is getting younger, right? You you. You, I mean, society's getting older, but that's why then age-wise you're younger. 30 is the new 20 and so on, right? Here it's still like when you're 30, 35 or something, you're supposed to be old and, and things like that. And when you don't act like old in that age, then everyone is surprised. Like, oh my God, you do like crazy. You do like adventure stuff. You do like extreme sports. You do skydiving, whatever. Everyone is surprised that you do things like this. And like, why aren't you behaving the way you're supposed to behave. Why aren't you like acting your age? That's so surprising. And it's also one thing that at the, in the beginning um, bothered me a little bit because like I don't want to be defined by age or what, by your expectations. But then when once you understand the culture, you're like, okay, it's not meant to be offensive. It's just it's just how they're used to it, right? It's just more like because it's like very hierarchical. So once you climb up the age hierarchy, so to speak, um, then you demand more respect from the younger people. And with this more respect, you also try to behave in a certain way. Uh, I still think that, um, yeah, that's a fair, kind of like a fair thing. I, mean, I don't say that you should always bow down to like older people, of course, but this respect thing, okay, I get it. Um, but I think you can also be happy, friendly, um, outgoing, uh, and not too dominant in the way you assert yourself. 
uh, and still demand respect. You know, so I'm, for example, if I work with younger people, I'm very friendly. I always try to talk to communicate on a friendly level, but I still demand um, respect. So if you're friendly, but you don't respect me, I'm going to let you know um, that you're supposed to respect me. I'm going to respect you too, right? I respect everybody. So I think respect is just important. So it's not necessarily like I'm going to be like, hey, I'm older than you and you're going to respect me now. It's more like you respect me because of my knowledge, my authority um, in, in that field um, or just the way I behave or just my character. That's how I want you to respect me, not because I'm older than you, right? So I think that's just something that's also like a cultural thing. Uh, I'm actually right now working on uh, communication, intro to communication uh, podcast here. Um, where we're also going to talk about this, I, I assume, further down the road. So stay tuned for this. Also like some cultural uh, content, cultural studies and so on, comparing the West with Thailand and, and the like so soon also on this channel. So stay tuned for this. All right. Um, I think that's about it for, for this week because if I, if I add another another topic right now, you're going to be like, oh, so many topics. So, well, actually, I add one more topic, but just very, very, very briefly because we talked about it so many times. Quick COVID update, because I mean, it's still, it's still raging uh, out there, right? So um, I got another seven reminders from my university that, hey, if you sign up now, we can put you on the list for the COVID vaccine. So I signed up now for the COVID vaccine because as it turns out, the COVID vaccine that the uni now offers, the university offers, it's uh, the AstraZeneca, not Sinovac. Not that I have any <laughs> prejudice towards certain um, vac vaccines out there. Even so, I did lots of research on Sinovac. Yeah, um, yeah. So they said it's, it's AC, AstraZeneca. And I know there have been some news out there where AstraZeneca, like one in a million or something, I read on The Guardian. I'm not sure if I should believe The Guardian anymore, but well, it says one in a million um, is when the severe side effects and is. And I'm sorry, but it's mostly women, right? So I, I figured I might not be in the dangerous dangerous I know, category there so i'm like okay i just signed up for the astrazeneca vaccine so um now waiting for feedback from the uni like when it's going to happen where it's going to happen um as soon as i know more uh, i'll let you know of course i'll also then um provide feedback and let let everybody know how this goes of course so um that's it for this week's thailand tuesday um quick rant again finishing up my um visa 90 days Drama, if you will, so now you also fit in. And I hope you can avoid it. Um, talk about a little bit of celebrations here for this big birthday and so on. And a quick COVID update. That's it for the 20 minutes this week. Next week, more structure again, less ranting, less emotions, more German. <laughs> Until then, uh, stay safe, take care. Chok D and Saudi Kamp.